the Lord's Prayer. We say it every week. If you've watched the services, we say it every week. If you've been in person to services, we say it every week. Most adults don't remember when they memorized it, if they've memorized it. Children, well, children who grow up in the church or who watch services, who have seen these, they hear it so many times in their childhood that before long they know it by rote. People visiting church or watching church for the first time, they wonder how everyone just knows what to say, how I just know what to say. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. A few years back, I asked a group of youth to express the Lord's Prayer as they understand it. And here's what they came up with. God, you are really, really great. You're in charge, whatever you say, everywhere. Fill our needs. Forgive us while we forgive others. Keep us on your path. Help us when we're in trouble. You're great and you rule forever. Amen. I do love the freshness of those words. But, you know, I don't want them to exist at the expense of what I've recited countless times over the years. There is room for the new and for the traditions in God's neighborhood. There's something comforting about repetition. Saying that prayers repeated every day or every week become empty and meaningless discounts the comfort repetition brings. In today's Bible reading, Jesus starts by telling the disciples how to pray. I've heard it often that our recitation of the Lord's Prayer becomes empty and meaningless when we simply repeat it without understanding it. There's a, a script still floating around on the internet somewhere called an interactive Lord's Prayer, where an off-camera voice responds to a person who's just trying to recite the Lord's Prayer without really paying attention. It's another way to keep the Lord's Prayer from becoming empty and meaningless. I think there is some merit to that thought, but I also think that freshening up the language isn't necessary for the prayer to have meaning. In our repetition of the Lord's Prayer, we put something so deep in our memory that when there are no words or thoughts can, that can express what we are feeling, we can recite what is burned deep in our minds. And God understands what our prayer really means. Think about it. In the times when you don't have any words to pray, any one of us can probably recite the Lord's Prayer. And yeah, some people say different things. They say debts, and others trespasses, and others sins. But for most, the Lord's Prayer is pretty deeply rooted in our minds. I know, maybe not for most who are watching, but for people who have been involved in church for a long time, or who will be involved in church for a long time, that prayer gets deeply ingrained so that it's just there, even when we can't think of something else. Today's reading doesn't have the whole version of the prayer that 
we typically recite every week. The one we say comes from the reading along with this reading, well, along with Matthew 6, 9 to 13. The last part we say, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever, amen, is included in some translations, but not in others. It comes from the prayer of King David as he asked God to bless Solomon as the next king. You can find that one in 1 Chronicles 29, 11 to 13. Yours, O Lord, are the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and on the earth. It's yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and it is in your hand to make great and to give strength to all. And now, our God, we give thanks to you and praise your glorious name. The Lord's Prayer is worth reciting, repeating, memorizing. It reminds us of our relationship with God and that we are woven together in community. Your Lord's Prayer lesson for the day. But there is more in today's reading. After teaching disciples how to pray, religious leaders often taught their disciples how to pray, to recite. Jesus taught some more. Can you imagine the disciples maybe saying in their minds, we just wanted to learn a prayer. Do you always have to turn things into a teachable moment? Yeah, Jesus turned it into a teachable moment. Jesus taught them about persistence in prayer. Ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. If you take that line, apart from the teaching Jesus did while teaching the disciples to pray, you might believe that God is like a cosmic genie granting our requests as long as we pray enough. On the other side of that, though, is the idea that when we don't pray enough, things won't go right. We didn't pray hard enough, so it didn't work. The blame the victim when it comes to lives that aren't turning out in a positive way is a terrible, terrible position. Let me say something, and I think it's really important. I really believe it, and I'm not sure how everyone else will feel about what I'm going to say, but here it goes. God is not bound by our prayers. And God is not limited by our lack of them. Also, whether we notice it or even believe it, God is always transforming us. Now, now what about another part in there? What about that bothering a friend at midnight bit in the Bible reading? Doesn't that teach that if we are persistent enough, we get what we ask for? Don't many people pray and ask God for things? Not everyone, however, gets what they ask for. In church and in Sunday school, we teach that God always answers, but in different ways. Yes, no, and wait a little while. Did you ever think that that is almost the same as saying God doesn't really answer our prayers? Things just happen better for some people and worse for others? I want something more than that. So let's look closer at that friend at midnight part. It's about asking his neighbor for food for a visitor, even though the friend is fast asleep. 
hospitality, another one of Jesus' big things in Jesus' time, dictated that visitors, strangers, must be cared for. The whole village would be embarrassed if a visitor went hungry or was mistreated. The request of the friend equated to the needs of the whole village, not just one person. As we pray, that's what we're moving towards, the needs of all. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God is not some cosmic genie. God isn't answering prayers just because enough people pray or someone irritates God enough. But God is listening. Are we listening? It's okay to say the Lord's Prayer more than once or twice in a worship service. So let's say it together, that prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.